good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're watching this. We are here to talk about something I've been wanting to talk about for a long, long time, and it keeps on getting pushed back, but I have just said I've, we're doing it today, and we're here to talk about the Steam Deck and how it's... It has its positives for cloud gaming, it has its negatives, but I think it is a net positive, but we will get into that. I'm joined by Maker, who has got one pre-ordered as well. We're in the pre-order crew. So which which one did Thanks. you go? <laughs> um, I went with the one with the max storage, the uh, 650 US one, the 500 gigabyte. The 500 gigabyte, that is the one I have got pre-ordered as well. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting it because uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And we've also got Barry, he has been on the fence about it, but I think the fence, uh, yeah, it's getting closer and closer to me. <laughs> the fence is falling over. <laughs> yes, uh, the fence is beginning to fall over there. Uh, we'll come to that, but I, you're, you're intrigued by it anyway. Yes, yeah, I mean. I, I absolutely love technology, so the, there was always an interest there from a technological point of view, um, <clears throat> and kind of seeing the seeing the specs. Um, I, I would have been in the same camp as you, Maker, um, with the basis of of having of having the um, the extra glass on the um, on the display, and then also the fastest NVMe um, would have been the kicker for me to to kind of go for the uh, for the five. Is it 512, 500? I can't remember now. Yeah, it's 512. 512, yeah, yeah. What we'll do is we'll just kick this off. For people who don't know what the, the Steam Deck is, it is, uh, here we go, it is a basically a Switch-like device, but <laughs> it is connected to Steam, and it is made by Valve. It is much bigger than the Switch. It's fairly substantial, and it has all this funky stuff. It is really, really looking uh, a fabulous piece of technology. I know there's been a lot of people out saying that the controller grips are in a weird place. It's far too big, but the early reviews coming out are saying it, it may look like that, but it absolutely uh, plays great it is it's just so so interesting this and uh, i just can't wait to get my hands onto it well uh maker what about yourself there do you think it's too bulky or anything um no like uh well reading the dimensions i thought it was a little bit i mean it's it's a, it's a little bit heavier than that switch um which was a little bit of my concern, but I like the, uh, there's like a groove there on the handles. Like you see it kind of curved. I think will be good for like keeping a good grip on the device. Uh, I'm interested if to see if I'm going to use the back buttons any, like if that's going to be one of the ones that I use a lot because uh, I do have a uh, Elite Series controller, Xbox controller, and it has those back buttons, but I don't really use them a lot. Uh, but overall, like the the quality of it, it looks pretty good. Uh, the specs look good, and and that's why I was mostly interested in it, especially since it's running a uh, Steam OS, like an actual like PC OS, which I yeah. thought was really good. 
Yeah, it's definitely. I'm just going to add the bits onto this before I pass it over to Barry. It has uh, got a touch screen as well, and you see them square bits there on, or <laughs> like, or, it is like uh, trackpads, like what was in the Steam uh, controller as well. So there is lots of interesting stuff, and you may notice uh, the OS has been updated as well, and you've got the lovely file thing at the back. So Barry, yep. Um, I mean, I think if we're, we're talking about kind of sheer kind of construction of the device, the attention to detail that they've put in, um, when I look at it, I kind of don't look at it and think, oh, you know, you don't look and think that's an ugly device. Um, I kind of look at it and appreciate kind of almost every ounce of engineering that's kind of gone into it from when they've got, you know, looking at how they've kind of gone with the durable thumbsticks and kind of the rotations, the movements and everything that's kind of behind that it kind of really feels like they've not skipped a beat. They've not cut any corners. They've really kind of gone, they've gone all out as best they can. Um, and the track pads, as you touched on as well, I think they're a, they're a cracking little touch to, you know, to have in there. Um, you know, super impressive device. And I really like the fact that they've given people three entry points. Um, so it's not just like, here's your Steam Deck. It's one size fits all. We've ended up with three kind of entry points so that you can kind of make a decision as to maybe what the right the right entry point for you is. Um, and I, I like that because obviously it gives it, it makes it more accessible maybe to, to kind of more people out there for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to say uh, I do like the options to have a lot of those extra uh, models because to me, I, I see if you're not really a super big PC player, the the smallest option is probably going to be really good if you want to play a lot of indie titles because you don't really need a super fast hard drive or a lot of space for a lot of indie titles. Plus, with the S, SD card support, uh, similarly similarly with the Switch, you know how you can download games onto an SD card for the Switch. It'll work just as fine. Just uh, having that access to those PC game, PC indie games that you wouldn't have on your Switch, I think is really good. Yeah, as we can see here uh, on this uh, screen, is the availability is into quarter two, twenty twenty two. That has actually been some of these have actually been pushed back a bit, as some of them were quarter three and they are now back into quarter two. If you, the, the 512 gig one was definitely into quarter three for some people, so it's good to see that they seem to be getting some more demand. Uh, Maker has touched on a great point there. There is a micro SD slot, so you can expand it. I'm just double-checking uh, anything else here, which we should really talk about. It's got Sentry and RDNA and all that stuff. I did. I did want to mention it also has a six-axis gyro, so you can rotate the device around and it'll shift the screen around like you're controlling. Well, where did Duncan go? He's probably just turned his camera off. Oh, okay, I just turned. Uh, it, just I just turned my camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just turned the camera off for a bit. We don't want to scare people. We don't want to scare people too uh, much, you know. The. Uh, uh, the 40 watt hour battery is is really good, uh, which I believe the Switch has like a 20 watt hour battery in comparison. And uh, the reason why it's 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 more beefy, so you can run those more intensive games uh, because it's going to drain a lot more power. Uh, you know, when you're running at higher clock speeds with your CPU and GPU. 
Uh, and as it's worth noting here, it, can't, it doesn't come with a dock. You can actually add a dock to it as well. Uh, yeah. You don't you don't have to get there. They already mentioned you don't have to get the one that they have. Uh, I have a USB-C dock that it has like outputs for like HDMI and stuff like that that I can effectively use for the device. So this is uh, basically it there. So I, I have got one uh, ordered. Uh, Maker has one, and Barry is trying to resist at this moment in time and resist pretty badly. Uh, as, as you may know, we are cloud gamers here, and I think this has absolutely tons of potential there for cloud gaming, but there is one we hiccup. Uh, Maker has alluded to this already. Uh, it runs Steam OS. So what does that mean, uh, Maker? Um, effectively, it's a custom operating system similar to their own version. Like You can download it on any PC and effectively run it like uh, a PC operating system. You can run multiple different types of programs and stuff like that. Uh, it's it is Linux based, uh, which means you're most likely going to have to run games Linux wise. Uh, and they've also said that you can install Windows if you wanted to onto the device as well, and that they're setting it up so that you can do that. Yep. Uh, so basically, what that means is you won't be able to play every single game on the Steam Deck unless you install uh, Windows 10 or win Windows whatever it's called. I forget. Is it Windows 11? 11, uh, yeah. Uh, Windows 10 right now, but it's going to be Windows 11. Yeah, I, I knew the Windows. I, I thought there were... For some reason, I have like uh, some weird name in my head, but you no, know, it's just Windows 11. So you can install Windows 11 onto this, uh, and we know that it's going to be free. I'm pretty sure. So uh, there we go. But if you're just playing it straight from the box uh, with Steam uh, OS, you, you cannot play every single game on it, but you can play the vast majority. So there's. Uh, nearly 20,000 games reported and nearly 16,000 of them work. So the vast majority of them work, but there is some notable exceptions. Uh, Barry, is there any games that you uh, have seen there which you're a bit, maybe it's not there? Um, I kind of, I don't know, I've flicked through this list a couple of times now. I mean, there's, there's a list down at the bottom where they haven't been officially approved, those, I believe. Um, they're not officially whitelisted, and those are some pretty big titles too. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. I mean, the stuff in there like Witcher, Sekiro, Risk of Rain, they would, I guess, they'd be, um, you know, they'd be standout ones. Um, Hellblade as well. I think that that'd be a good one. From portability perspective, if you've got head, you know, headphones with you. Uh, um, to, to also point out, they also said that a lot of those receive platinum reports so it looks like so most of these will run fine ish it's just it's not officially approved yet yeah and obviously the big one there in gta as well so what we're here to discuss is how do we think this is going to affect cloud gaming do you think this is going to be a net gain a net loss or do you think it's not going to maybe change anything in that regards, Maker, what's your take on it? Um, I don't think it's going to really change it at all. 
in my opinion. I think it's it's going to cater a lot towards the PC crowd, which are already probably pretty hesitant to jump aboard uh, cloud-based stuff anyways, or at least a large portion of their player base. Um, I think a lot of the people that really jump into cloud are they might be lapsed gamers or like they haven't upgraded their PC in a while, which, you know, and they don't want to spend the money to upgrade it. And this, this would be a good entry point too, for those people that well, I guess that might deter some or delay the cloud gaming boom, but I don't, I don't think it's going to really affect it that much in my opinion. Yeah, I forgot to mention this part, but even with uh, Phil Spencer there over the last couple of days, he has played it, he has done that, and he's actually played xCloud on it. With, do you not think it could become a real good companion, or do you think it's, it's TRD for Clyde in that respect? Um, definitely, I, I definitely think it could. I could see it being a companion. I know I will probably use it. Um, if if Windows 10 isn't easily installed or uh, Windows 10 isn't... Because a part of me wants to install Windows 10 so that I can play my Game Pass, downloading, play my Game Pass games onto the device as well. Um, but if they're, like, if I lose out on features like no gyro, no, you know, like, uh, if the touchscreen might not work perfectly fine going to Windows 10, I might just say, nah, I'll just run xCloud through it because I, if I'm going to lose features or things with the device, I would rather not take that risk. What about you, Barry? Um, <clears throat> for me, I think um, I think this is possibly where it actually bridges the you know some of the gaps that maybe Make has been talking about. If you want that handheld device, which gives you a you know the, that portability. And, you know, as we've just been running through there, there's not necessarily all games that are kind of supported. If you've got services like xCloud, um, and obviously if you've got services like GeForce Now that are then available to you, you then start to have a portable device that is of a more reasonable size, shall we say, bigger than your mobile phone. So you're not going to be absolutely hammering your mobile phone battery if you want a cloud game. Um, you're actually going to have a dedicated device where you can kind of take it and get, you know, you can pick, you know, you can play from stuff in your Steam library. But then if the stuff that you know that is probably going to push the inbuilt hardware to the kind of to the nth degree of its limits and you want to kind of be eking more out of it, you can then suddenly then fire up potentially two different cloud services. One, which is obviously very much probably catered towards, um, you know, a, an existing PC user base. And then one, which kind of brings all of your Xbox games, you know, to you, um, you know, from a cloud perspective. And that for me, I think makes it more accessible to a wider audience because then it, it you know, it does open you up to actually, well, you've got enthusiasts who want to pick it up. You've got PC gamers. You've then got people who kind of appreciate cloud, your Xbox users. You then start to have a real kind of wide user base who can actually say, well, do you know what? This device is great for me because I've got access to my Steam library. I've got access to this. I've got access to, you know, a multitude of that. And, you know, we, we were talking about battery life earlier, um, and I, I may be about to steal your thunder slightly here, Duncan, but 
I, you know, we were having a conversation about this last week, I think it was, and there are comments out there. Um, yeah, uh, there were comments out there of, of people saying that, you know, games on the level of Death Stranding, that sort of sort of quality of game, you would be able to play via streaming it for around about eight hours on the Steam Deck, which is just that's absolutely insane. Um, uh, oh, sorry. No, uh, you walk away. So I, I wanted to do another point. Maybe what you can do is you can play on the Steam Deck for a while until it runs out of battery, and then you swap over to your phone. You're, you're saying it does sw- it does save battery life from your phone by having a dedicated device for gaming. And I 100% agree. I I that that's what I love about it. Like that's why I have a Switch. I don't like that my phone dies super fast when I run mobile apps and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, like like you said, it, it it can be beneficial to the cloud. I just think a majority of the the gamers are going to be using it for the direct download at this time. At, at this time, yes. Uh, where I can see it, I'm just going to be talking about for me for a second, then we'll go on to the wider point. I am already looking at games I want to get for this so I can play on the go when I'm out places where I don't have a signal and then go back and drop it on the GFM and just play it on there. Or if it's got cross-platform saves, I can jump on to like Stadia or xCloud as well because we do know that there's cross-progression coming in a load of games like in Destiny 2. I think there is just a load of actual great possibilities out there for, for this for from a cloud gaming perspective. And with Phil uh, Spencer, I always get them mixed up. I know who I know who they are, but I always get their surnames. There's too many fellows. <laughs> with, with, with Phil Spencer out there uh, talking about this and already talking about XCloud and also talking about getting Windows 10 and stuff onto it. It's just really exciting that the cloud is already in the mix of us and it's already in people's thoughts. At now that they're the low end, like uh, like us or anything, I guess this is at the, the real top end. Uh, companies there. I just want to see uh, GFN and Stadia um, and we've already got xCloud is on board with it just come out and say we're going to come out and actually support this and we're going to allow this to happen. I think it's I think we'll be able to play it somehow across them but with the, the save system, as long as the games have got cloud save and they're on GFM, which they have to have the cloud save, I I think this is going to be a boon for me uh, down the line. For cloud gamers as a as a big, massive, uh, looking from about a million trillion miles away, uh, I, I don't think this is going to have a big effect uh, short term, but longer term, I think it may do if this starts to take off. Because with because of the dock, we may see people go, yeah, I'm going to play this, drop it down, and then actually get into the bigger screen as well. It's just, it is just really exciting. And we've already said Microsoft's on board. I want to see uh, NVIDIA come uh, on board and say that as well. Uh, it's just it's just great. I think it's. I think it's going to be a hybrid. I think this is. You're going to be using this where you can't get a signal, or where I'll be using this where I can't get a signal, and I think that's that's where my use case is going to be. And I'm just hoping people will get tempted into playing these different types of games out there and then experience them in the bigger screen because it is. 
I know I'm going to get laughed at because it's technically not 720, but it's basically a 720 screen you're going to be playing it on. Not, it's not going to be high detail, and you probably want to get some of these games into the big TV. Yeah, definitely. But the thing to remember is, well, you know, with a seven-inch screen, whether it's yes, you might kind of to a point if you've got a good eye for detail, you'll notice that pixel per inch difference if you were to kind of change the resolutions. But in reality, a seven-inch screen for most people kind of running just short of seven twenty. How, how many people really are actually going to be picking bones and splitting hairs over? Oh, I'm missing a bit of detail here. I'm missing a bit of detail there. It's not 1080 because you fundamentally you're not going to personally your average player probably isn't going to really be able to pick that up on a seven inch screen because you've got to have a real attention to detail to to kind of pick it out. It is it is a lot harder to notice, you know, um, since since you're dealing with a, such a small screen. Um, you got to think for like a four, like those 4K phones, like those are some really tiny pixels. That, it, but but I, I think I think you'll be able. You can tell if you really look close. But most people, if they're just gaming, I, I don't think they're going to really notice yeah. that much. Agreed. And I think when you look at the, if, if you look at the price points they've hit and what they've packed into that. I mean, if we consider that they've, you know, they've got Zen two, RDNA two in there, and you you've effect, you've effectively got what is essentially, you know, in its own right, a pretty powerful handheld device. At that price point that they are hitting, you kind of feel that that it's, you know, they've they've balanced to kind of get the priorities in order to eat, you know, to to kind of deliver a performance from it. Um, you know, yes, you could argue they probably could have put a 1080 screen in there. They probably could have put a 4K screen in there. But as soon as you start doing it to that level of compact in a 7-inch screen, the production cost will go up, which then means the price that you're going to be paying is a damn sight more, and you've got to question that difference of, of what you're noticing. And then if the, if it's, if the cost goes up, are people then going to invest in it? Are they going to kind of jump in it? And it's... um you know, I mean, for me personally, I, one of the other things I was going to say is uh, as we've gone more to having these conversations about the possibilities of obviously what it can do in its own right as a piece of technology, then combined with the cloud, like there's an element of me that's kind of almost feels Game Boy-ish about what it could potentially be achieving in the you know in the gaming space I, I remember back in the you know back in the early 90s having you know the first game boy and it was it you know it was a game changer because you had your 8-bit console that you could kind of play on the tv and then you had your you know your grayscale screen that you you know you were carrying about and i guess i you know i really kind of see almost a new iteration a new generation of what the steam deck is is, is bringing with that kind of, you know, that kind of, um, you know, almost that kind of impact, if that makes sense. Yep. Oh, uh, Polaris sucks. Uh, uh, yeah, this is that. This is going to be the big hurdle for no matter what cloud services out there, because the mobile phone uh, or cellular plans out there vary from country to country and from. 
provider to provider. And we have, lucky enough in the UK, we have so many different providers and many of them have unlimited access uh, for buttons, basically, like £25 a month, which is about $30 a month. We have unlimited 5G uh, coverage uh, for some some providers. It, it, and I know in the States and Canada that it's nearly the complete uh, opposite where it's complete another extortion nearly the, the prices of it. Uh, for me, I think internet access is nearly a, a human right now. It's everybody needs to have it at a reasonable sort of cost. And uh, I, I really hope that the, the, you guys out there start to get proper internet sort of uh, pricing and unlimited data and all that sort of carry on. Uh, maker, uh, What's it like for you out there for a seller? What's your, what's your, I know it varies from um, state to state and everything over there. Uh, I, before I didn't really have a lot of data, but I, I recently got unlimited data. Uh, I do think that those options are becoming cheaper because you're seeing a lot of people use a, a, a lot of data. Okay. Uh, uh, Sean, uh, thank you very much for the, the, the super chat. <laughs> now, Barry, you can say something. You're giggling away there. You can say something. You're better at this sort of stuff than I am. No, no, I was just going to say thank you. You know, the, these kind of things are obviously, um, you know, they're a recent thing on our channel, but, you know, we appreciate everybody that kind of, um, you know, throws these these things our way um, you know, we're, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're enjoying the content and uh, we appreciate your support. Indeed. Uh, I, I'm just really, really excited about this and just the possibilities. I, I've been talking to Barry and, and others. Are, I, I'm starting to pick up games on Steam in preparation nearly for the Steam Deck because I know I'll want to play it when, it when it comes. And the vast majority of them I'm picking up uh, because they're on GFN as well uh, because it's I think, again, I just think it's going to work hand in hand for for my in my case. I I know I'm going to be playing that on on that and then just do it. But is there any games you think are going to be uh, specifically suited to the Steam Deck? That's got you thinking, hasn't it? I, I I'm going to say this. Hey. I, I, I I'm going I'm going to annoy people here. Steam, I'll actually bring this up when user when user answering the question. They've actually put a video up uh, highlighting some games, and guess what? One game they've highlighted with the touch controls. Slay the spire! Yes, <laughs> slay the spire! Oh dear, uh, is there so Barry? Um, I am gonna go with um, it's a game. I actually think it would be well suited. I know we've been talking about kind of indies and I, I hope it's one that, that kind of does get support. Um, I actually think Vespa would look great running on a Steam Deck um, because it's a beautiful looking game kind of regardless of where you are, you know, where you are running it. It does look beautiful, but I think kind of, you know, utilizing the inbuilt hardware, if you were running that locally, um, I actually think it would it's it's perfect for that kind of that setting of that seven inch screen and, and and everything that comes with it. I I think it would look brilliant, and it's a great game. What about you, Maker? 
for me, or say the spire. Slay the spire would be a really good one. Those uh, the ones that touch would be super easy to use. Would be fantastic. I just saw transistor. Transistor would be a great one for it. Uh, a, uh, for me, it's going to be a, a lot of indies and maybe some of the, like the big AAA titles that I'm able to 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 play on it. Uh, like oh, the the ascent. Ooh, that would that'd be great, be good but I, yeah. But I, I've got it on Game Pass, so <laughs> see that's that's where Game Pass comes into in, into play. Where if I can ha install my Windows 10 onto it, it would be phenomenal for me. But uh, I do have a really large Steam library, so I'm looking forward to utilizing a lot of those. I believe Valheim works on it, which I think would be a really fun one to to kind of mess around and explore through. Um, but th that's just me. I, I would use it mostly for kind of like my Steam indie titles that I get on sale. Yeah. Uh, just going, yeah, Slay the Spire. Absolutely. I was just going to say, I could see the smile on your face at getting it in twice in the loop. <laughs> yes, ab absolutely. You cannot beat Slay the Spire. Uh, with, with that, I can just see uh, myself. Even though you can play the big, massive games there, which we've seen, I, I think I would be picking up a lot of uh, the smaller indie games you, you mentioned first. For uh, I'm, game I'm going to be talking about on Thursday, uh, Faraday uh, Protocol, I think I'd be class in that. Uh, again, there's just so many of these games out there which are uh, perfect for that. Going back to Maker's point here, I think a lot of people don't uh, maybe don't realise is EA play is on steam um we've seen a game there uh in jedi fallen order you can play that on the go on, on that as well uh locally and i think it would look pretty uh, damn nice as well and you can pick up ea play for 20 dollars what's it in the state is it 25 dollars in the states for the year or is it uh 30 for ea pro or uh, just the, the 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 mini version, which you can get them in Steam. The uh, I am unsure. Twenty seven, to... twenty eight quid. If the exchange rate works out about right. Yeah. But but again, that is going to open up a lot of doors. So you've got the, the EA back catalog for twenty pound, twenty five dollars a a year, and you can bring that on your go. Uh, I know EA Play. I believe is five dollars a month. So. Uh, it should be 60 for a year for the yeah uh, but I, I think that is a real that could be really tempting for people and then you get fifas and your things that are on again there's just so much there uh thanks uh cloudbusters for joining us and uh tyler as well overwatch i know tyler you love overwatch <laughs> so yeah that, that would be class going to blizzard launcher on there and get a knack going but it's really I think this is in a real, real good spot in terms of cloud gaming, and I, I think it's going to be the perfect supplement to it and actually maybe expand it out. Is there anything else you want to add in this? No. I think touching on what you've just said there about being in, you know, in a good position, portability is a thing that we know is <laughs> mobile gamers, portable, you know, it's it's becoming more accessible to all of us so you do kind of feel like in terms of a timeline 
it's on that it's kind of coming in at the right point in that trajectory as as kind of things are sort of really sort of ramping up um and and kind of people are kind of making a song and dance of the fact that they you know they can game in a more portable way um obviously outside of the switch of course because you know people have been able to do that on a switch for a while um maker anything you want to add um I'm I'm interested to see what kind of apps are going to work with it. Uh, like I know there's a an a Linux-based Epic Games launcher that you can download and run. Um, so it, that that to me would be really big because I, I'm planning to get kind of Bridge of Spirits on Epic Game Store, and that would that'll be really nice to to see if that runs fine. And I, I do have several titles through the Epic Game Store, the, fr the free uh, free games each each kind of like week or two. It's great. Uh, so, so that's that's what I'm most interested to find out and mess with. I'm definitely going to use it a lot, regardless of the fact it's because I've got like 500 plus Steam games. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I'm, I'm excited to get my hands on it and actually see what I can play and do. Because that'll really determine what games and what I'm going to do with it once once I first get it. Yeah, we've got a we've got a good question in here, and uh, where is it? Uh, do you think it's a great price, Barry? I I think um, I I know I kind of maybe touched on this at the start. I think the. The variety of entry points that they've got, I think they strike the notes in each of those different areas. So if kind of the absolute, having the absolute best is your kind of thing, that 569 price in the UK, I, I think is perfectly acceptable. It, it's bang on as equally as it is at the kind of, at the entry point of the scale with the 64 gig with the, um, you know, with the flash memory. I think the way they've priced it, they've priced it exceptionally well. Um, and I think what you'll probably find is, could be wrong, but I think you'll either go entry level or you'll go top. I don't think uh, that's just how I see it anyway. I think the middle option is kind of a halfway house, but I'm not necessarily sure it'll that'll be the what you know the route that people take. I think they'll either go entry or top. Yeah, I've just got Linus on in the background. He is uh, actually talking about it. He's got a video up about this. He's got early access to it because I know that there are other people who are talking about Linus uh, and maybe having a look at it. He has already played it and he's pretty much a, a fan of it. Uh, Nicker? Uh, price point wise, I think it's really solid. Like it's a, it's a really good deal. Like especially if you consider it's nearly twice as powerful as the Switch and is only like a hundred bucks extra. Uh, US US side, I, I think it's a pretty pretty good deal. Uh, but I I do think you're either gonna go in at the low option or the high option. That that middle option, I agree. It's agrees. just <laughs> it's it it's uh, it, I mean, like two two fifty six gig isn't bad, but if if you want to run a lot of your games, you're gonna grab that, spend the extra money, and get all the nice little things. Anyways, that's my opinion. I think the price point is 
interesting. I think that they have already said they're, they're making uh, a loss on it, or not a loss. They're, they, they're pricing it competitively and things like that, but basically means they're making a loss on it just to get it out there. They're trying to get this as a new device, and they're trying to get people hooked into things and all that and into the ecosystem. I think the pricing is good. If For me, I, I would... I would go and watch some of the videos that are out there. You've got Linus, you've got the Furge, you've done some as well. There's an absolute load of them. Uh, different opinions of it. Some people are enjoying the, the, the full or full price, the, the most expensive form of the, the extra thing in the screen. Other people are not liking the screen in the most expensive one because it actually takes away some colors and, uh, at some angles. So it is definitely worth looking at. I think all the price points have their merits, but with the ex expandable storage, I think that just opens the door up for everything. So if you if you do go for the the cheapest one, you can just go ahead and buy another SD card. And the SD cards are relatively cheap uh, in the grand scheme of things. So it's, there's just so many options out there. And I'm just really, really excited about this. And I can just see how I will be playing this in, 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 in the future. It's just, it's just class. On stream, probably, knowing you. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I would say if you're not super, like if you're kind of casual, I would, I would definitely get the cheapest option. Like if, if, if you're not gonna try and run like like super intensive games that you want super fast load times, like let's say Red Dead Redemption Two, you probably want that the heavy the the one with more storage space because um, you know with with an SD card it's not gonna run like it's not gonna load as fast or uh, maybe run as smooth for some of these more intensive games that might have to pull more data. So that's that's a thing to really look into but i think if you're a casual player you're not going to really notice too much or like if you know. yeah uh okay i think we will end this here uh if you like what you're seeing here and you want us to do some more of these Steam Deck conversations, we were more than happy. We could go speculation. We could we can do big games, what we want to see on it, and what games we think are going to be perfect uh, matching it down the line. It is just, I'm, I think this is one of the most exciting things to come out in a long time, maybe in a couple of years since the cloud, the cloud sort of kicked off. But it's uh, it's it's just going to be an interesting watch and it's it's getting real good reviews out there by and large by most of the major sites and the people have put their have got their hands into it okay and that's us then <laughs> <laughs> uh, no and i think that's good to um, see because i think with a with a product like this when you know when somebody does something like this I think there's there's a lot of heat, there's a lot of attention, and there's a lot of um, expectation, anticipation. So to see people who have got it in their hands talking about it positively, that just for me gives me a a degree of comfort that they've they they have done something as special and as spectacular as it kind of looks on paper or on screen, I should say, not paper. Um, one thing I did want to mention, just because it's uh, being said around in the chat, uh, the, 
Uh, I've I used to own several gaming laptops, uh, and yeah, you can get some really good gaming laptops pretty cheap. But I will say, for me, having that convenience of something that's effectively handheld a lot, I, I think it's a hits a different market. Uh, I used to have those gaming laptops. I used to lug, lug them around, and after a while, I just kind of stopped buying them. You know, because uh, either uh, they do have some kind of lightweight ones, but they're still they're going to be significantly more heavy than a than, than the Steam Deck for sure. Um, and that's that's one to watch out for. So for me, a Steam Deck fits me because I'm not going to be trying to run the most graphically intensive game on it. And if I am, it's probably going to be through the cloud. And that's that. That's why I would say it really depends on who you are or what you want. If, if you want to play those super intensive games and you want to run it at the best possible thing and you don't care about portability, like just walking around and playing it or even like sitting on a bench and playing it, um, then yeah, grab a gaming laptop if you're not going to do that. Yep, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we will end it there. I think by the looks of things, we're getting lots of we want more of these. So we'll have it. We'll have a wee talk internally and have it see what we can actually come up with, uh, because I don't want us to do lots of these videos uh, and it's not out for another three or four months. And that's if even if we get it in first, if we were lucky enough to get one of the first ones uh, in their hands. But we uh, and we will uh, get this going in the future. So. Thank you all for joining us, and we will catch you in the next one. And happy 40th birthday to that agent in the chat. Yes, 40. I know he looks about 60, but he is only 40. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.